0: This is your ultimate life podcast with Kellen Flukiger.
1: Hello there, and welcome to this episode of your ultimate life. This episode is titled ordinary people, extraordinary things. And I picked on purpose. I hope you're watching the video. And if you're not go to YouTube and watch the video, it's kind of fun. This, this little picture back here, it's like a, you know, it's obviously a picture of the universe, right? and there's a what looks like a wormhole there going to who knows where and what that's a, a what looks like a little girl the child and it looks like a girl had blown it up big so i could tell if it was a what it was and then i saw it was a child and it looks like a profile of a girl but anyway just staring in wonder and it looks like a youngster so maybe 10 or 11 from the profile staring in wonder at the stars and the universe and just in awe of all of that that is. And it reminds me of this thing that's happened recently. We have the new Webb telescope in space. And for a long time, the Hubble uh, telescope was the biggest one that we had and allowed us to see as far as we could out into the, you know, out into the universe, the cosmos and faraway galaxies and, you know, the background, microwave background radiation and all of the things that, uh, were used to create our model of the universe. And right now, the model that we propose is some kind of, uh, initial bang, big bang sort of thing. Although there's still lots of unsolved things in the first fraction of a second and, you know, the inflationary period and all kinds of stuff. And then on top of that, we have dark energy, which is some 90, 95, 96% of matter, I think combined with dark matter, so 75% dark energy and 10 or 20% dark matter, so that everything we see and know and understand, every piece of the visible and measurable electromagnetic spectrum is about 4% of the mass needed to account for the speed of the expansion of the galaxies which is observed. So we measure their growth and expansion and in order for that to be true, in order for the expansion that we see the redshift in the galaxies, there has to be that much mass, matter, substance. And since we can only measure a, you know, a tiny piece of it, 4%, roughly, plus or minus, then we created other things, dark matter and dark energy, which have different characteristics. This is not a, an episode on astrophysics or particle physics or the Big Bang Theory or cosmology or anything else. But it is uh, a time to talk about your opportunity to to make something important and I titled this ordinary people extraordinary things because when I was the age of this child in the picture I love to read I remember in my third and fourth grade class which you know might be the age of this person my favorite books to read was the world book encyclopedia and in my fourth, particularly I remember my fourth and fifth grade class, and I remember where they were in the school that we had, and both of them were the, the windows. We had a whole wall of windows, and it faced the edge of the property. So there was a row of tall pine trees there that provided uh, kind of a barrier between a, a boulevard that was on the other side, And that boulevard grew over time. To start with, it wasn't very busy, and then it got bigger and widened and so forth. But uh, right against that window in in the class, in fifth grade at least, and I think in fourth, but certainly in fifth, uh, there was uh, the the World Book Encyclopedia. And it might have been four feet, three to four feet long, all 26 volumes, uh, two inches apiece, 52 inches, so maybe three and a half to four feet long. And I remember just being in there all the time, reading the encyclopedia because I love to learn and I love to know. And that's an infection, I guess, that I still have because I spend a ton of time reading. And now we have videos and audibles and all kinds of ways to consume material. I love to learn. I love to know. I've read tons of books on cosmology and inflationary theory and the big bang and particle physics and quantum mechanics and everything. And I'm not, I had a math scholarship, so I understand some of it, but I'm certainly not at the, at the, you know, at the level of the people that create that kind of stuff. But I love reading it and understanding it as best I can and love the books like A Brief History of Time that Hawking wrote and and some of the other things. Why am I talking about this? And what does that have to do with creating your ultimate life? Well, what is your ultimate life? I don't know. Only you know that. But I would bet, like most people, we usually define that in terms of our own personal experience. How much fun do I have every day? Well, you know what, you get to decide that. And it's a myth that says you don't. It's a myth that says you can't make a choice about how, about your experience. I challenge you, right here, right now, to go through just the rest of today with a smile on your face, and joy in your heart. I challenge you to give in to every spiritual inclination and intuition. I challenge you the rest of today to live a guided life. And you know, all those words might be woo -woo words, but you know what? If you don't, it's a life led by the last commercial on TV or the angry words of the neighbor or the person at work or the driver who cut you off or you accidentally cut off or maybe on purpose on the road. And, and so that defines your life, this series of external inputs, which are random, right? And the thing that decides the quality of life is how you react to those or how you act around them. There's an interesting book that I read recently that talked about the billions of years since the Big Bang. 13.8 billion, I think, is the latest number, but, you know, plus or minus a few hundred million, right? Um... that, that, that the universe has been unfolding without our help or input for all these billions of years and everything around us happens as, as a result of that unfolding. And the only thing that we know about is this tiny fractional slice, like in the other room from where you are right now, the universe is unfolding, right? You don't know anything about that unfolding like nothing. Like right now, we, we're, where we are, as i record this, still in the midst of this horrific European conflict. It's now nine, ten months old, I don't know, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, the year isn't over yet, so it isn't a year. It'll be February when it's a year, and it's November, so nine months. And, uh, you know, while I check the news periodically, it's not on TV every minute, every day, like it used to be when it first started. And right now, it's just after the U.S. election, so that's occupying a lot of TV time. My point is... The reality that's unfolding in those each of those individual cities, and with the Zaporizhia nuclear plant, and with the atrocities being committed by, you know, somebody, ostensibly the Wagner Group and the Russian military and whatever it is, those things are not part of my consciousness. They're not part of my immediate experience, but they're still unfolding, and the universe is unfolding all around us. And the only thing we participate in is this tiny little narrow slice, and. There are two ways to do to interpret that. One is this narrow slice is unfolding and I don't like the way it's unfolding. The weather's not right, it's snowing, it's cold. Somebody cut me off in the freeway. They turned down my uh, application to have a loan for a house. I lost my job. I got sick. I won the lottery. Somebody just won the 1.9 billion dollar Powerball. 1.9 billion Powerball. And I think it was said that the one-time payout was around 700 and something million. dollars, Or maybe 800 So half of it, right? <clears throat> okay, those things just unfolded, and they're not part of my consciousness. And one way we live life is by reacting to all of those things. And being frustrated, upset, angry, that they're not unfolding the way I want them to in my tiny narrow slice of the universe well in in living untethered Michael Singer a book I another book I just read and I read them all the time is um those things are unfolding whether you are aware of them or not they're still unfolding and you actually have nothing to do with them they're unfolding however they unfold and the thing that determines your experience and my experience is how I choose to participate in that tiny sliver of reality that's unfolding in front of me that happens to have my attention. Well, I can choose to do that any way I want. And I, uh, I'm talking in this long explanation about that because I want to give you some power. One of my truth statements that I have every day is I empower and infuse your heart with quiet courage. So I'm going to infuse your heart with quiet courage right now, and here it is. You can have any kind of life you want if you make the decision in each second to let the universe unfold as it is, not argue with it, not have any positive or negative opinion about it because it is what it is and then choose to let the love and the light in you blossom into service and expression. So that's completely the opposite of living in reaction to all that's around me. I'm just gonna let whatever's going on go on. Yeah, it might affect me, might chop off my foot or rain on my parade, but I'm gonna choose instead to let the universal light and truth that's in me come forward. Because when I let it come forward, love desires to express itself. So I'm going to focus on expressing that love right here, right now to you. I love you. I honor and recognize your divine gifts. I'm honored that you're listening to this. I'm curious as to what you're creating in the world, and I hope you tell me. I'd love to know that so I can rejoice with you. And enthusiasm, which is a byproduct of that love, it desires to create. So love desires to express and enthusiasm desires to create. And that's a rough paraphrase of some things expressed in Michael Singer's latest book, which I really love. So that means I get to create life like I want, regardless of how this universe unfolds in in or out of this black hole. It's going to do whatever it does, and I choose my relationship to that so the reason i've said all that in this episode on ordinary people extraordinary things it is it's because of this those people my observation i'm not even saying i'm right this is what i see those people those of us who choose to let the universe unfold as it does and not get fussed about it by it not worry what happens but choose instead to let the love that we have the natural shakti that energy that pure creative energy and love come up through us and we just express it fully. And the enthusiasm that we choose is creative. And so we live in love and creativity. Those people who do that, they're ordinary people just like you and me. And maybe you're one of those that's doing that every second of the day. And I hope so. And if you are, I'd love to hear what you're creating. My observation is those that do that live extraordinary lives. We see them and say, wow, how did they do that? How come they're so happy all the time? How come things seem to go well for them? This is a little bit, we talked about this last episode, what Thoreau meant when he said, if you move confidently in the direction of your dreams, new laws seem to come into effect for you that don't apply to anybody else. Well, the reason is because you or I are letting that power, that love come up through us and express and that enthusiasm to create so do you want to be extraordinary I don't know you may not you may be just content to just be uh... you know work for the weekend and settle for what's easy and obvious and I am not gonna fault or judge anyone who chooses to do that that is your absolute right because you and I are going to create exactly what we want out of our lives if I live in complaint If I live in argument with what is, if I react and be angry, if I'm full of that negative emotion, that is the life I will create. One of acid indigestion, one of excess cortisol and adrenaline, one of corroded interior that come from that combination of neurotransmitters. On the other hand, if I choose to simply live in love and creativity, because I can, not because the universe unfolded a certain way in front of me, but because I can, then I can and have and do extraordinary things. And you know how I know that because people tell me that. I'm not judging myself to be extraordinary. I'm not judging you or me at all. I'm inviting you to consider something. And the thing I'm inviting you to consider is you have infinite creative power in your hands. That creative power is activated when you allow the universe around you to do whatever it's going to do. And that means every person's look, thoughts, actions, expressions, whether they're nice, whether they're mean, whether they like you, whether they hate you, whether it rains on your parade or in your heart, you just let that be. And the only thing you or I focus on is the creative truth, the power, the love of which we were created and the gifts that we were given. And I I can promise you, Not because I own the universe, but because I see this is how it works. I can promise you, if you do that, you're going to have an extraordinary life. You're going to live the ultimate life. You're going to have all the purpose and all the prosperity and all the joy that you can stand. And I had heard all this kind of stuff, and you probably have too, like a thousand million times, and read it in books and everything else. And the first zillion times I heard it, I didn't get it. And I argued with it, and I thought it was a bunch of woo-woo crap, and it wasn't true. But what I know now is that I'm an ordinary person, just like you, just like all of us. We're all a speck that lives for 70 plus or minus years, a little dot somewhere in that cosmos. But what I also know is that we're infused with the divine light. We're created with divine intelligence. There is a spirit of love and power that flows through us and we all feel it from time to time. And so in our ordinariness, we all have that too. Our ordinariness consists of a divine being intentionally created by the creator, a divine being infused with an infinite source of light that just comes through us unless and until we stomp it out. And we really can't do that. We just cover it for a while. We have mission and purpose if we want to find it and do it. And all the help that we need is available from the other side of that place, right? Both sides of the door, the eternal side and the earthly side. I know that. Now, from my own experience, I know that because I've lived it, feel it, understand it, access it every single day. But I didn't. And how I got there was consistent choosing to take small steps, to do what I say, to make no excuses, to own my life, to claim the right, to be happy no matter what unfolds around me in the universe. So I choose unconditional joy. Why not? Because life goes like somebody wants it to, me or anybody else, but because I choose it. I choose unconditional joy because I can. And what I notice happens from that is this ordinary person is allowed, enabled to do extraordinary things. And it's not just me. So I have interviewed hundreds of people on this podcast and in other venues, and I have heard story after story after story after story of exactly the same thing. Uh, life unfolded for them in a very difficult way for whatever reason. And they made choices instead of being destroyed by that to say, well, I'm going to grow from that. I'm going to let the light and the love that is me in my very ordinariness, that divine light that I have, that you have, that we all have. I am going to choose to let that flow up through me without reservation, without block without barrier without excuse without apologizing right and that there is an inextricable connection between our spiritual nature and what we manifest in the physical world and we want to deny that and we want to pretend that that there is no connection but there is what we allow in our energy in our in our choices spiritually if you will energetically manifests itself over and over again in the outside world sometimes people say well if you don't learn the lesson the first time whatever it is keeps happening until you learn so that's one way of expressing this truth which is we were put here as divine beings ordinary people divinely created infused and empowered with divine energy we were put here with gifts and talents We were put here with a mission and purpose, and we were given, offered all the help we need, and then given the beautiful, permanent, inalienable freedom to choose how we walk through this experience that's unfolding around us, how we walk through that experience, how we walk through the world. That choice is ours no matter how the universe unfolds around us. If we live in a time of war, if we live in a time of hunger, if we live in a time of uh, plenty and riches, if we live in a time of averageness, if we live in a time of cold, if we live in a time of illness, if we live through a pandemic, if we live through inflation and poor economic times, if we're born in wealth or if we're born in poverty, if we have illness, if we're born with minus some things, you know, or have an accident. Even those are all things that unfold around us. In our very ordinariness, we can choose to take ownership of our soul and therefore create extraordinary things. And I want you to think about that. No one on this earth can prevent you from being extraordinary if you want to. No one can make you be extraordinary either. But no one can take that opportunity away from you by choosing to live in the present moment without worrying about what happens around you, expressing the love that naturally flows through us, expressing the creativity that we were given using our gifts and talents to love and serve each other you will achieve extraordinary things. You will make a mark on the world that will be remembered, that will matter, that will do something good and powerful. I know that. I've seen it over and over again, and I have now been blessed to be there. And the thing that is most extraordinary for me is to just see my own journey from not understanding that, from arguing violently against it, from thinking I was an exception to it, and it applied maybe to somebody somewhere, but certainly not me, through my own trials and hardships and illness and addictions and death and everything else, to now to a place where I live that way every day and it's joyful and it flows, exactly like I've described it. So this is not a path that I'm talking about. This is a journey that I have walked and continue to walk every day. So the, the, the thing that I work on is to be perfect in my ordinariness. Because your ordinariness and mine is divine, power, love, creativity, gifts. That is our ordinariness. And the better I can just be and do that ordinariness and be unreserved, No withholding. One of the biggest things is conflict, internal conflict. And here's what I mean. One of my sayings, I have a PTAC, Personal Truth and Commitment. If you want to know what that is, reach out and ask. But it's one of the most important documents I've ever created. And one of the lines in it, and it's several pages, but one of them says, I am that I have no internal conflict. or withholding in my beingness what i mean by that is i follow intuition a hundred percent and if i don't i fix it and clean it up because nobody's perfect but that is my statement i follow my intuition 100 percent, and i withhold nothing and the foundation of that is the fountain of love of which we were all created uh, and, you know, there's nothing special or different about you or me we're all created from the same fountain of beauty and power and amazing awesomeness that is the whole universe. So we all started with that power and opportunity and and having no conflict. When I say I live, I am that I have no internal conflict. That means the old story that I used to have, well, maybe they won't like me. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I can't. Maybe I'll fail. Maybe I'll look stupid. Maybe I, you know, maybe I don't have the talent. Maybe I'm too old, too young, too this, too that. That's all internal conflict, right? That's that story in us that says, oh, I want to do that. I wonder what would happen if, and then the other voices rush in and go, ooh, you know, push back and push away. That's internal conflict. I wonder what they'll think of me. I wonder if I'll fail. I wonder if I'll look silly. I wonder if I'll be embarrassed. I don't know how many numbers I'm at, four, five, six, seven, who knows? That is internal conflict oh, I should do this. No, I should do that. Oh, I don't know. Back and forth and back and forth. What would your life be like without any of that? No internal conflict. I used to, could not even imagine such a thing. I lived internal conflict because I said one thing and did another and believed this or thought I did or pretended I did and did that. Now I live, I am, but I have no internal conflict and that is a place to get on this journey of being ordinary because your ordinariness is divine energy it is love you are created from love you're an infinite source of love and creativity and so I can promise you that if you choose to listen to intuition and live in service and love you will create extraordinary outcomes and I'm not saying that because I magic I'm saying it because I've seen it over and over again and I've walked that path from clear on the other end of that universe, as far away from that as you can get all the way to being in that light all the time. So when I, I give these episodes and thoughts and interview people also about living that ultimate life, that life, a life where you love every day, where you get up in excitement, where every day is like the on wonder of this child at the universe, that is possible for you today not out there somewhere that i know because i know you're a divine being i know you're blessed with gifts and talents i know you and so i invite you with all my heart to put the stories away to do the simple things that are in front of you there is a perfection in elegant simplicity do what's in front of you do what's clear Do what your heart calls you to do, not what you're worried about and what somebody's going to judge. Turn all that off. Do what you say you're going to do. Do what you know in your heart you should do. Follow that heart. Follow that intuition. You will be blessed. Your love will grow. And you and I, as an ordinary old regular ordinary person, will do extraordinary things. And in so doing, live your ultimate life.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger.